Hello, you're listening. You are listening to SRM Student Radio Master on hundred seven point five FM. First of all, uh, let me introduce DJ Jazzy Beat. Thank you very much for the for the amazing tunes. Yes, <laughs> and 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 accompanying this the very first time a live DJ in the studio at, uh, at Student Radio Maastricht is the vegan organization uh, called Maastricht Goes Vegan. Um, and yeah, can you please introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Sally Sin. Uh, I'm a member of the core team at Master Goes Vegan. Master Goes Vegan, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yep. Hi, I'm Alex Emmendorfer. I am also a member of the core team of Master Goes Vegan. Perfect. And Benja? Yeah, so I'm Benjamin. I'm not a part of the organization, but I got her older people here, and I want to thank you all for coming here tonight, tonight, this day. So let's just have fun and talk about what we want to talk about tonight. Perfect, perfect. Now, and, and hey, by the way, for the audience, just to know that Benja, thank you very much for organizing this. Uh, for the first time, like I said, you organized a DJ, and it's working. I'm so glad it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, you got the the master goes vegan on board. So yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. And yeah, this is your first sort of production. Uh, first producer <laughs> show. So yeah, very much appreciated. Yeah. You, by the way, you you studying here, at Sally, right? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm doing a PhD, so I'm nearly finished with it. Uh, but I I work at the law faculty, so I teach in and research a bit there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And you've been in Maastricht for for a while. Nearly four years now, so four years. quite a long time. Yeah, all right. Still working on my Dutch. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think the show is mainly in English, so yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and Alex, you're also. I well, I came to Maastricht originally for my master studies. I stayed for my PhD. Now I'm doing a postdoc in Nijmegen, but I still live in Maastricht because I like the city quite a bit. Not ready to leave yet. <laughs> I can imagine. It's a lovely town. <laughs> and Benja? Yeah, I've been here before, so I'm a first-year law student as well. So we are in the same faculty, as a matter of fact. And yeah, 
So yeah. I got a key actually last October because I couldn't find any housing. And yeah, that's Maastricht too. I love this city though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you have been on the radio before as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks very much for coming back and yeah, organizing this lovely show. So yeah, uh, please. Um, yeah, Marshy goes vegan. Yeah, maybe uh, Alex yeah. knows a bit more than me about how it started, uh, the project. Sure. Um, so I'm actually not one of the original members. Mm -hmm. I've been in Maastricht for almost seven years now and have been attending and participating in Maastricht Goes Vegan also almost the full time that I've been here. Um, but I'm not one of the original members. And so I wasn't there when it was founded. When I came, I think it was already in existence for about two to three years or something like that. Um, and the way the story goes, as I know it at least, is it was a bunch of newly uh, vegan students who wanted to learn how to cook vegan food together and found each other through Facebook or other social media um, and decided to kind of set this up. And then it kind of morphed into this weekly cooking workshop where there's a core team that kind of organizes this, where we have some people like planning the dishes and then some other people can sign up to cook or just come eat with us. And yeah, it's been going strong for quite some time now. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. It's, it's been a couple of years, right? Easily. Yeah, I guess I'd say like nine or ten years or something like this. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty much how long I've been in Maastricht. Yeah. So <laughs> off. yeah. I remember the good old days of the food bank upstairs um, in LBB, in Land Belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Shall we? Uh, shall we get back to some some jazzy beats and jazzy tunes? Yeah, yeah, my sex herself is the only air that she breathes. 
And when I look into her eyes, I know that she can never get enough of me. Your body high me like lean. When we do it, skin to skin. And as the rush, they increase. I feel the drip in IOV. Shorty say she feeling so. She grab my neck and she whisper, please. Shorty give me that splash from my chest to my knees. You're listening to Student Radio Maastricht and the tunes are from Jazzy Beats. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, DJ Jazzy Beats. And we are back to the show. So Maastricht goes vegan. Uh, Benja? Yeah. So guys, I had some questions for you. Sure. Um, I know you guys are part of the organization uh, Maastricht Goes Vegan. Uh, I've been to two dinners, I think, or three maybe, and I really loved it. And beyond just the food, which was amazing. I wanted to ask you, which are the principles behind the name? Oh, first of all, so glad you loved it. Hopefully we'll <laughs> see you at some more dinners. Um, I mean, probably different people have different ideas, but for me, the idea behind Mashi Goes Vegan is um, partly a community thing, so partly not to do with veganism at all. Uh, it's, it's a way to meet people, it's a way to get together. I think food is a really nice, Uh, I want to say like social glue, you know, it's a really nice thing to do together, to cook together, to eat together. I've made a lot of my closest friends in Maastricht at Maastricht Goes Vegan. I met my partner at Maastricht Goes Vegan. I think Alex also met her. <laughs> I Maastricht also met my partner at Maastricht Goes Vegan. Oh, that's yes. the new Tinder, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be the person that tells you come to Maastricht Goes Vegan because you'll find love. But statistically speaking, <laughs> it might be a good way to go. So to all the single ones listening to us, you know what you're doing now. Every yeah. Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Yeah, or 6.30 if you want to cook. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I think it's it's like a community thing. It's nice to to meet other people that way. Um, I think it's also, I mean, we, we cook really good food, really good food, guys. So part of it is also about, like Alex said, kind of showing that good vegan food is possible mm. and that you can have good and varied vegan food. Um, You know, I mean, I think everyone who's vegan or vegetarian has probably had the question at some point, like, but what do you eat? Do you just eat salad? Uh, and I think we show, you know, every week that you can eat much more than salad if you want to. Mm -hmm. I think, in fact, we very rarely have salad on the menu. Mm. It's, yeah. it's hardly ever on the menu. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've definitely had experiences where you have the vegan option and it literally is just salad, which is sometimes a bit disappointing. You, you can have good salads, but... Yeah, I was at an event once, an event once where I said that I was vegan. They were like, oh, sure, we can get you to vegans. And they gave me like lettuce wrapped up in paper. <laughs> so that was very disappointing. But anyway, Master Goes Vegan, I think, is is like, um, yeah, a way to, to debunk that myth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But that said, we're not, I mean, I don't want to give the impression that everyone there is vegan, because I think mm -hmm. one of the great things is that, you know, even in the core team, I think we're maybe only about half vegan and not even all vegetarian. So mm -hmm. it's not all about, uh, our aim is not to like turn everyone vegan. It's more to make veganism uh, accessible mm -hmm. um, and to show that it's possible to eat vegan sometimes, even if you don't necessarily want to do that all the time. But yeah, I think that's, that's my kind of perspective on it. Yeah, I think I, I would also mostly agree with it. There's the there's definitely a strong social aspect there, and I, I know that, at least for myself, uh, I was vegetarian for quite some time before I went vegan, and 
I was the only vegetarian that I knew. <laughs> so, mm. uh, and while I did want to go vegan for a long time before that, um, you know, I already felt like too much of an inconvenience to my friends just being vegetarian, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it was really nice when I moved to Maastricht then to see that there was this nice community that already existed. And I, I really like that Maastricht goes vegan can kind of offer that social aspect mm-hmm. to, to make it a bit easier mm-hmm. for people if they want to make that transition. Um, but then again, yeah, I agree. I think it's mostly about just showing that vegan food is is easy to make. It's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also make very complicated things. Sometimes we do have more complicated dishes, and that's also always kind of exciting to do <laughs> together. Um, but yeah, it's a fun night to have and meet people and enjoy some delicious food together. That's how I see it. Yeah. And why why did you come the first time? Just out of curiosity, like what what made you? seek out that kind of event and then what made you want to come to it? Mm, being completely honest, uh, I have been vegetarian for almost four years and then recently, I mean, I tried to go vegan uh, one or once or twice and I did it, but it didn't last long, like six months, five months. And the thing is, I was the only vegan person I knew and I, I didn't have like this um, chain of support. I didn't know like any other vegans like supporting my decisions or going out like just for vegan food. So it was kind it was kind of complicated to fit in with my group of friends. So, uh, of course, you can still be vegan if you're, like, a strong-willed. Um, but it wasn't my case, so I went back to being vegetarian, mainly because of cheese, uh, the damn cheese. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, and a couple of weeks ago, more, more like nine, ten weeks ago, I started I started watching some documentaries and reading some books, and I was like, okay, I, I gotta go vegan. I remember I watched this movie, oh yeah, I'm not sure if you guys have watched it. <laughs> just so good, if you yeah, haven't seen it, you yeah. should watch it. And after watching that movie, it was, okay, I'm going to go vegan. So I went vegan, and the same night, I, w- I started like uh, trying to look for vegan places in Maastricht, and I typed like Maastricht vegan on Instagram, and I found you guys. <laughs> and I'm so glad I watched that movie, and that I actually had like the chance to go to one of your vegan dinners. So. I'm so glad yeah. you found us on Instagram because I run the Instagram and we're trying to make it a thing. So I'm <laughs> glad that I've managed to make Instagram a thing. Yeah. And what about you? Why did you guys go vegan? Well, I went vegan. I think originally I went from I went from eating meat, uh, you know, eating anything to being vegan within about six months because I went vegetarian and then almost straight away went uh, vegan. I think I went vegetarian more for like ethical save the animals kind of reasons um, and then read more about the environmental impact. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, the switch to veganism was very much an environmental thing. Um, I've done a lot of work on on kind of climate activism and stuff as well. And it just kind of, it meant that there were quite a lot of people around me, the, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I worked with um, that were vegan or vegetarian. So it felt a little bit more normal, um, but it also felt a bit like, uh, I don't know, living by the the principles that I was also kind of advocating at a more political level, so to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah I'd, say, I'd say for me, um, it was also when I initially went vegetarian, very much save the animals, mm-hmm. all animal ethics uh, reasons. And I think that's also still my main driver, like the main um, motivation I have at the moment, but the environmental aspect is also becoming more and more important mm-hmm. to me. And um, yeah, initially went vegetarian for like animal ethics reasons, but then realized 
soon after that, that really, uh, you know, you can't support the dairy industry, for example, without also supporting the veal industry and so on. Mm-hmm. Like it's there, it's so interlinked. And so, if animal ethics is your motivation, then I think veganism is the best way to be consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, what about like the health benefits? Do you guys think being vegan improves your health overall? Uh, I think I feel healthier, but it's not my main. Um, mm-hmm. motivation I would say maybe like the fact that I feel healthier makes it easier to stick to mm-hmm. um, but it but it was never a motivation mm-hmm. I think it's you know I'm not one of these people that says like it's not real veganism if you only do it for your health I think you know whatever call it vegan I don't care um, but uh, yeah it's not a big deal for me that the health benefits but if if the health benefits help other people to eat what I see as a more sustainable diet then then that's awesome mm-hmm Amazing, amazing. Oh, this is really nice to hear. But shall we, uh, shall we take a short break with uh, DJ Jazzy Beats?
my temperature If you call, I go come deliver I no go fall in your hand in the So now me, you could live forever I'm a cocky, no feeble letter I'm a Angeli, Angelina I'm a Angeli, Angelina Oh no So when I want to come out, I can see that Why you want to invest in your me like I need that so much for the tunes dj jazzy beats that was fantastic and you are listening to student radio maastricht on rtv 107.5 fm my name is shamia tech for today and in the studio is the organization maastricht goes vegan um thanks very much benja for organizing this and yeah um could you shortly introduce yourself once again for the audience who are listening and then yeah carry on now with the, with the conversation super interesting So my name is Benjamin. I am a first year law student and I gather all the people here together and thank you Sham because of this opportunity. I really appreciate it. And thank you all for coming too. I'm Alex. Uh I am one of the core team members at Masikos Vegan. Uh hi everyone. I'm Sally. I'm also a member of the core team at Masikos Vegan. Perfect. And yeah, thanks you thanks so much for like like introducing the um the background a bit. I was also curious. I mean, I've been here for a, for a while and so has Master Goes Vegan. And it is indeed good to touch upon yeah, how it started and stuff. Um Benja, you were you were going to you you were some you, you we had some questions coming up during the uh, during the musical break about the about some of the the details. Yeah. Uh, um more it's not a question but i would like my listeners and our listeners to know a little more about a uh, masked toast vegan and how you can actually go there and how it works so if you guys want to tell us more about it so yeah uh, we can talk a little bit about that um so the way it works is we have usually three chefs who have planned three courses an appetizer a main dish a dessert um and you can come at 6:30 to cook with us and you can basically then pick a dish that you want to learn how to make or just see you know which dish needs the most help because sometimes we have some that are like very fast we just need to you know put something in the oven then blend it up for a soup um but then sometimes we have some dishes that are quite work intensive that need a lot of chopping a lot of uh you know rolling something up or shaping or i don't know um so yeah you can choose based on what you'd like to do or what is needed where your help is needed um and then we spend 2 hours cooking together basically and we aim to serve the meal at 8:30 um and then we have some more people usually come just for dinner then um and we ask for a contribution of 5 euros that covers just the cost of of the ingredients uh that we buy 
And yeah, it's just a, a nice, you know, cozy dinner to have together with about 25 people then usually. Yeah. Amazing. So one question regarding money. So um, does the organization make any profits from um, the people coming there? No, we don't. We, we don't make any profit. So it's really just to pay for the ingredients that we mm -hmm. bought uh, from the store. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we've both we've both uh, chefed quite a few times. So that's like everyone cooks together, especially if you come at six thirty. Mm -hmm. But then we also, as Alex said, have three chefs. So one person in charge of each dish. And if you come a few times and you, there's like a dish you want to make, then uh, we also do that. So like it's not just the core team that chefs. It's also People who've come a few times know the drill. They can say like, okay, I want to make this this dish that I really like making or this traditional thing from where I'm from. Um, always vegan. Um, and then you just kind of uh, buy the ingredients beforehand. Um, and then you're sort of in charge of that dish and you can allocate tasks for making that dish on the night when you're cooking together. Um, and then you you are repaid the money that you spent on ingredients at the end. That's where the five euros goes to. Mm -hmm. um, but it's nice because I think you you kind of have lots of people doing different things. Um, so we've had some really good dishes like that. Yeah. Sometimes we've also in the past done like theme nights where we say we want to have I don't know a Japanese theme or um, we had an Indian theme once. Uh, we did a pumpkin a theme a at Halloween. Pumpkin. Yes, yeah, a Halloween good. theme that was always fun. You know, try to make your your meal as spooky as possible. Um, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, very often it's just, you know, kind of a mix of things, like whoever feels like, uh, oh, I have a nice soup recipe that I want to try for the appetizer, and then someone else decides, oh, they want to try this recipe uh, for the main dish. So most of the time it's just kind of like mix and match, and it's it's mm -hmm. it's not, uh, not really planned as a cohesive menu, but sometimes we do then also try to make it a nice theme. I must say the last, uh, the last time I went there, Um, I had some incredible, amazing, marvelous banana soup. You wouldn't believe how good it was, I swear. I I was kind of skeptical about it, but then when I tried it, I swear, it was like one of the best soups I've ever had. <laughs> the banana soup is famous. Dennis has done it before. I think, I think actually, so Dennis is one of our regular chefs, um, and I think he made it maybe the second or third time that I ever went, so like three and a half years ago. Um, and I've I've just thought about it ever since. It's like it's nice because it's sweet, but it's also like filling and savory and a little bit spicy. It's so good. We're going to share the recipe at some point, so you'll get the recipe online. Yeah, yeah. Dennis likes to make a lot of interesting recipes with uh, yeah interesting ingredients that you wouldn't think of necessarily. So so last night, for example, we had a wild garlic pesto pasta, mm -hmm. uh, which was also quite nice. Um, and once I think he made. Uh, like cookies from dandelion or something like that. It was, yeah, he makes some really good stuff. I'm sure he's made like lentil brownies and stuff before. I'm sure I saw that on our list of recipes. It's all good. What, what would you say is your favorite recipe that we've done? My favorite recipe, that's, it's, that's really hard because we've made a lot of recipes. Uh, <laughs> we've cooked a lot over the last years that I've been there. I think one of my favorite recipes that I like 
veganized and was most excited to share at Masika's Vegan was the lecho, which is like a Hungarian uh, dish that yeah normally has this like smoked sausage and peppers. Um, and I'm quite proud of myself for the way that I managed to veganize it to also, you know, satisfy my Hungarian partner. <laughs> and uh, yeah, also the guests liked it quite a bit. Um, so that's something that I'm at least, you know, myself quite proud of. But uh, yeah, I would I don't know if I really have a favorite recipe because it's it's usually it's pretty good. It's all good. <laughs> I think I think the favorite one that I've done I did like um, like fish and chips, but like fish, you know, like tofu fish with like seaweed and stuff to give it a fishy flavor. Yeah, I promise it's good. I know it maybe doesn't sound that good, but I promise it's good. I, with, I remember that. Yeah. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we like deep fried it, and then um, with like mushy peas, which is a traditional British thing, and I'm from the UK, and tartar sauce and chips and stuff. So it was like a kind of like veganized British pub meal, kind of, which was cool. Um, I think one of my favorite things that that other people have made recently. Um, a friend of mine, Joe, she made like traditional mochi, like the like the Chinese uh, dessert. Yeah. So it's like a kind of uh, I'm not gonna explain this very well, but it's like a kind of dough with red paste in the middle, a red bean paste in the middle, or I think she also did black sesame paste, mm. and it's in like a kind of syrup. It was so good, so good. I don't think I was there for that event, but I remember being very envious of the people who were because <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do you have a favorite from what you've had? The banana soup. The banana soup, yeah, yeah. for sure, yeah.
My name is Shalom, your tech for today, and joining us in the studio is not just DJ, DJ Jazzy Beats, but also Master Goes Vegan um, with Benja, Sally, and Alex. Yeah, and yeah, during the during the awesome break we had with the, with the awesome music, um, yeah, we mentioned something about like the differences between like being vegan in different places. Like Benja, you're from Chile. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now we are in Maastricht and you're from the UK, Sally, are you were and you're from Germany? Oh, yes, yeah. it's complicated, but Germany is <laughs> close enough, yeah. All right, all right, all right. No, we'll we, we stick to the topic, I mean, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So yeah, indeed, there are, yeah, there, there, we, I think we all have had some experience uh, looking for vegan food, so yeah. Uh, how do you feel about it? <laughs> so I think we're like all international people here. Mm. So we weren't raised or neither nor born here in Maastricht. Um, and I was vegan for a period of time in Santiago de Chile. I'm Chilean. And once I moved to Maastricht, I spot some differences. And I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think the differences are between like being vegan in Maastricht and in your hometown? So I'm from I'm from like the middle of nowhere in the Highlands of Scotland. So when I was growing up, there weren't really I, I I turned vegan at university. So I wasn't vegan when I was living with my parents at home, but certainly when I first went vegan, when I'd go home to visit them, it was really difficult to find vegan food, um, and uh, it was a bit easier at that time in like bigger cities. This was maybe like eight or nine years ago. Um, but what's interesting now actually is that when I go home now there's loads of vegan options. And mm-hmm. I think that's partly because of the general development, but partly also because where I'm from, a lot of people, it's a bit of a destination now for more like basically hippies because they go there to like walk in the highlands and stuff. It's a bit of like like a gateway to the mountains and stuff like that. So the demographic I think is favorable to vegan food. Um, but yeah, compared with Maastricht, I think Maastricht's not bad for me for vegan food. I think there's, it, it always takes a little while when you move somewhere new to figure out where you can get vegan food. Um, and yeah, also where the more kind of community oriented vegan things are like Mastrico's Vegan. Um, and also, yeah, I think sometimes I would say it's definitely gotten better while I've been here over the last four years. I think there are more options now. Um, but sometimes it's, it is kind of going back to what we said about the community thing, you know, like often, um, obviously you can cook vegan food with just normal vegetables and stuff but sometimes there are maybe more specialist ingredients that you don't know where to get them and having a bit of a community of people who are vegan or who eat vegan sometimes to be able to say like oh you, you can buy nutritional yeast in this place <laughs> or you can buy like I don't know the specific kind of lentil in this place <laughs> or, or tempeh or whatever um, so yeah it's a uh, yeah, that's my kind of general experience in Maastricht, I think. Yeah, and I think, so, because you just mentioned you can buy nutritional yeast in this place. When I first came to Maastricht, there was, like, 
one place where you could buy nutritional yeast. It was the, I think the Naturwinkel, but like not there. There were several different like health food stores, and it was only at the one where you could buy nutritional yeast, but not always. And it was very strange. Like, and now you can get it at every Albertine and Jumbo, and um, also, for example, like cheese, vegan cheeses. When I first came to Maastricht, or when I first went vegan, there was one cheese brand that did not taste good and did not melt, um, which is always an important criteria for vegan cheeses, doesn't melt. Um, and now there's a whole you know, shelf at Albert High and at the big ones that just have so many different brands. And uh, so a lot has changed over the years. Um, and I never found it particularly difficult to be vegan in Maastricht, um, but I guess that's also because that was the only, like I, I went vegan when I came to Maastricht, so it, that was the only Maastricht I ever knew. Um, but it definitely has gotten better. Like there have been more restaurants that have options. Um, there, and but the main thing for me was always, yeah, that I had this kind of vegan social bubble in Maastricht. And sometimes, for, when I leave Maastricht, when I go back to my hometown, for example, that's then the thing that's most striking. That oh wait, it's not normal for all of your friends to be vegan, vegetarian, or at least you know very open to that type of food. Um, it's not normal for every potluck to have mostly vegan dishes, right? <laughs> like that's that's not normal, but that's the you know reality, the the community that I live in. If I go to a friend's for dinner, I know there's going to be a vegan option. I don't have to bring it myself, you know. <laughs> so mm. that's the biggest difference for me, like being in Maastricht versus being in my hometown, for example. How about you, Benja? Um, I come from a very big city, Santiago, um, and I went vegetarian when I was 16, 17, and at home, um, I can't say my parents supported me being vegetarian, so I had to learn how to cook like when I was 16, and uh, at the beginning it was like pretty... Um, pretty hard to do it because I didn't have like any money, so I was like cooking just like with the stuff I had at home, uh, which wasn't like vegan or vegetarian. I mean, just like I don't know lentils or rice, and then I had to improvise and get creative. Um, which actually, I'm, I don't know. I appreciate that I had to go through that because I love the way I cook now, and I really enjoy vegan food. Um, and after that, when I moved um, to Maastricht. Um, I was really surprised by all of the different options you have. Um, um, just for the record, I didn't directly move to Maastricht. I firstly moved to Germany. And when I was in Germany, in Europe, I was really surprised. I was, okay, so what is this? How can it be possible that you can go to the supermarket and find so, find so many vegan options? And each one of them is really, really good. And it's also affordable. Um, so I loved that about um, yeah the, the vegan return options you have in Europe and in Maastricht too. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I was younger, people kind of talking about the fact that you could get all vegan supermarkets in Germany. Is this like, oh my god, we have to go to we have to go to Germany to go to one of these places? <laughs> Did you ever go to one of those when you were living in Germany? Um, I'm not sure that I. Well, when I was living in Germany, I was I wasn't vegan. Um, and I, yeah, no, I don't think I ever went to like an all vegan supermarket. There, there are these like 
uh, unverpackt Supermärkte, like the, the ones that don't have like the uh, zero waste, uh, mm. so no plastic packaging and so on. And those, I guess, are tend to be like predominantly vegan because, you know, mm. dried beans and lentils are like mm. easy to not put in plastic. Um, so I have been to one of those in, in Germany. But yeah, no, no, not really. <laughs> See, I'm still not entirely sure if they really exist or if it was just something that like people used to talk about. <laughs> yeah, but they do exist. I used to live like next to one of them. Yeah. It was like, kind of pricey a bit, but it was totally worth it. Yeah. Feel like it's just 
Dolce and Gabbana Dolce and Gabbana Yeah, say she look into my eyes and she seeing designer Dolce and Gabbana Got me going banana Pass me the co, pass me the cho Pass me the thing where they make me go Pass me the code, they make me slow Pass me the ho, ho, When I look into your eyes, all I see is your waist Do that, Africa waist And I don't got no time to wait No, they make me the chase You know top is any essence Come and give me blessings Let them rain down on me We got no time to waste Come get a taste I feel like my fantasies are This is Student Radio Maastricht, 107.5 FM. I'm Benjamin, and we are going to be talking about vegan films and vegan books. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm with the uh, I'm with Vegan Goes Maastricht uh, Goes Vegan. So, if you guys want to talk about any movies or books you've read, you've watched that really got to you, come on. Yeah, um, I guess. I should say I didn't really watch any movies or, or read any books before going vegan. I kind of already knew that I wanted to before uh, seeing them. Um, but I did, I think the the one movie that, that left kind of the biggest impression on me when I saw it was Cowspiracy, just because I wasn't really aware of the environmental impacts before seeing that movie. And then I also actually shared that 
you know, with my family, and and that left also quite the impression on them. Um, and yeah, so I think that it's a, or at least this environmental angle is something that that people tend to be a bit more receptive to uh, in that sense. Um, I did recently try to watch some of Earthlings, but I yeah, you know, I already know what's going on there. I don't really have to watch it to know that it's not good. Um, but yeah, I guess I haven't really consumed a whole lot of vegan media <laughs> in that mm. sense. No, I think I'd probably be in the same boat. Cowspiracy was also probably the one that made the most impact, but I also watched it after turning vegan. Um, but I think uh, there's so much information in Cowspiracy that at least for me at the time was just not known. Um, my major problem with a lot of vegan films and stuff is that a lot of them are a bit like holier than thou, you know, like it's quite preachy. And I think sometimes sometimes that can be really effective, but sometimes that can put people off, right? Especially if yeah. it feels like uh, you're evil if you're not vegan or, um, I don't know, I, I think sometimes the tone puts me off as well a little bit. So I think it's, uh, it's, it's not something that I necessarily recommend to friends and family but it is cowspiracy as i said i think was useful because of the information that it shares and all of the the facts and figures that are that are there about the impact of of veganism on the environment Mm, i also uh, watched uh, cowspiracy i loved the documentary totally i it was so much information at once Uh, it was actually hard to process and hard to actually uh, see what was actually going on with the food you were eating with your actions on a daily basis. Um, um, but I also wanted to ask you guys, do you have any recommendations, not just uh, regarding documentaries, but maybe just movies that involve veganism or vegetarianism? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um I, d- I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but I think Okja is a great film and it's not directly advocating for vegetarianism or veganism but I think it's a really good film and um, there are definitely vegan or vegetarian vibes <laughs> <laughs> now that is super interesting well, you know sometimes I also wonder about things like like you mentioned earlier on the climate impact right like um, so there are like like certain um, not concerns but like people say that like having avocado in the Netherlands for example or like banana in the winter like I don't even know where it is what season anymore <laughs> yeah, does that come up as a topic of discussion yeah I mean I, I think I think it's very clear that eating meat especially beef and eating dairy has a massive impact on the environment um, so often when I don't know, when, when you try and make that point, there's always somebody that's there saying, yeah, but you eat avocados, so isn't that bad for the environment? Yeah, I mean, eating avocados when they're out of season probably is bad for the environment, but the, the impact of avocados is just dwarfed by the impact of of meat and dairy. And I think also, sure. like, soy products is another one people always say, but yeah, isn't, isn't the rainforest being cut down for soy products? But most, the huge majority of soy products are made to feed cows. Mm. Uh, so that then we can eat the cows or eat the milk from the cows. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with environment, which is different from, um, or at least, you know, for some people is different from seeing it purely as a, a thing about animal welfare, is that it, it can make a huge difference if you go vegan one day a week or two days a week, rather than it necessarily being this massive lifestyle change that you do. And I think that makes it much more accessible for people. 
because um, if, if you say, yeah, you're you're evil if you eat meat or you're evil if you if you consume dairy, then that, that's just really I mean, it's not fair for one thing is really not fair. You don't know necessarily what what someone's life is and what their situation is. Um, but it's, it's also just not accessible for this huge amount of people. I think it, it turns people off. So uh, one of the things with the environmental side of veganism is that it makes it it makes sense then to to make this something that you do a bit or partially and i think that's much easier for people to get on board with thank you thank you no that's, that's a very really fair answer uh, yeah i mean this does come up in discussions as as, as you might well know uh, but and yeah before we we've, we've got we're pretty much coming towards the end of the show uh so thank you once again uh dj jesse beats benja for organizing everything alex and sally and yeah, do you want to give a shout out about your socials and um, just to remind people where to find you? And uh, yes, please. So uh, if you want to come along to the event, it's 6.30 if you want to cook, uh, 8.30 if you want to just come to eat. Um, if you want to come, you need to sign up in advance so we know how many people are there, so we know how many ingredients to buy. Um, follow us on Instagram at MasterGoesVegan. Uh, follow us on Facebook uh, or you can email us at Maastricht at GoesVegan.nl. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so I think it's time to time to hand, hand it over to DJ Jazzy Beats. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, stay tuned because um, yeah, we have we, we'll be on here for another hour. Shot. Somehow you got extra, forget me not When it's sweet, what you say? Everything, Chris. My good love, make your turn on.